and welcome to Top Fives, the show of everything. Top Fives, presented by the Sex Effects. I'm Joy Parati. And I'm Sean Day. And folks, we have a, uh, a thwiptastic episode Ooh. in store for you this evening. But before we get to all the thwipping, Jonathan, how are you, my friend? I, I'm good, dude. Just uh, good. Just Very get through the week. I, oh, you're drinking some beer. I'm drinking. What is this? Tiki time, tropical so, wheat. Is that like uh, a mai tai. What is that? Cali Calicraft uh, Brewing. Um, no, it's like um, it's like a. I guess it'd be like a fruity, a fruit flavored beer. Like you know, kind of like the strawberry beer, but it has yeah. hints of passion fruit and guava. And um, hickory. And hickory. Yes. Yes. You know, uh, I got. I got denied a beer for the first time in maybe ever. What? Uh, yeah. Denied? This the, the grocery store I go to on Polk, I never have my wallet with me anymore, especially in the age of contact. If I know the place I'm going to has Apple Pay, I why would I grab? I have my wallet is my phone now. I only ever carry my credit card and my ID. Oh, okay. Um, but that's on a magnetic piece that snaps onto the phone, and I don't always have that on me. And if I'm going to the market where I know I can pay with Apple Pay, I don't mm -hmm. think to take... The rest of it, I just bring my phone because that's all I need. And I've they had um, my favorite, the Monk Brewing, the Laughing Laughing Monk. Oh yeah, I've tried or the the, the the Ghost Pilsner or something like that. I forget. Yeah. Um, I love that stuff, and I was just gonna buy one can, you know. And I get up to the counter <laughs> ID, and I was like, "Uh, no, actually, I don't. Sorry, man." I was like, "Do, oh. do I look nineteen? Do I look 20? do I look under 21? I'm 32 years old. And they're like, yeah, they're just being really strict. And like, you know, it's kind of flattering, but really I was just pissed. Not pissed. Yeah, yeah. I was, you know, good, good on them. I suppose. I don't know. I don't know if I believe in rules and regulations, but that sucks. Being, yeah, for sure, dude. I still yeah. get carded every now and then. Um, not I was going, oh, make me feel young again. Is that <laughs> yeah. super bad? I like uh, maybe gr I mean some restaurants yeah like a, I don't know there's a few I've been to this year I guess they've done it quite often but for the most part yeah most places I get like maybe I go to a bar if it's like a busy night at a bar or something they, I don't think they bother too much but um, if only and this this is gonna sound sexist and I do not mean it in this way it's just an observation but I seem to only ever see girls getting carded. I rarely ever yeah. see guys get carded or it's usually, and again, this is just an observation from my experiences, the girl who doesn't have her ID on her. You know oh, what I mean? I see, I've yeah. never been in a situation where a guy goes, oh, I don't have my ID. I can't have a drink. Like, I, I don't, and maybe that's very specific to me. I don't know. But well, I mean, um, I can yeah. see that. It's just, yeah, we're both in that age range now where it's like, do we really need to get carded or like, come know, on, especially the, uh, yeah. Like look at, look at the, the crow's feet around my eyes. Like, like <laughs> look at the lines those, in my forehead. Do I lines, look young? Dude. <laughs> yeah. Do I look like I have my whole world in front of me? No. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's yeah, okay. Man. That's okay. So... They did their, they did a good job there. At the, <laughs> at the real food company. But uh, yeah. Anyway. Oh yeah, you're um, drinking a beer with, with hickory in it. Yes, beers. Um, as far as this, uh, just recently, um, I was in San Francisco this weekend. It was a really, really quick trip. I was supposed to leave on Friday, and then that fell through because uh, of just being at work super late. And it was getting late, and I was like, oh, "Do I really want to drive like in the evening?" Mm. 
So I did I did one of those uh I actually did it. I did the five AM leave at five AM, get there at like just before noon or something like that on yeah. Saturday. Um uh went with my uh, my girlfriend O'Dallas, which was really really fun. Um it was cool. We went to the ferry building in San Francisco and just kinda chilled there for a bit and like did ferry a bar train. A good time. Dude, yeah. it was cool being on the BART train. Uh I haven't been on BART since I saw Thundercat with my brother yeah. in uh <laughs> early march of 2020 it's really quiet um and everything now i don't know when the last time you went and they had this but they have those um the cards now it's it's almost like the yeah the clipper cards the clipper cards which i yeah. that's totally it's not a new concept to me but um i didn't realize a lot of the public transit in sf now is, is on the clipper cards so that was really cool. I, I think i can get on the cable car with my clipper card that's what i saw there was like all these like you could do this and so, uh, which, by the way, if you're listening and you're in San Francisco, got to point this out. The cable car is free until the end of this month. So we have oh, really six or seven days left. I don't know if August is a 31 or a 30. Oh, that's cool. Day or month. What, what was the reason? Yeah, it's very cool. Was there just a specific... it's the first month that they're back since COVID. So I have oh. um, a track just up on Hyde. So I'm down. I'm about a block and less than a block and a half up is yeah. you know, a stop. And it hasn't been running the whole time that I've lived here. Oh, I've lived here crazy. almost a year now. And um, yeah, so I've wrote it, I've written it, wrote it, written it, whatever, uh, twice now in the last couple of weeks, once um, at work, um, my boss is like, let's all go get ice cream and pizza and, you know, and then take the train back or the trolley back. Did that. And then the next time I was able to take it almost all the way to work. Um, oh, instead of that's cool. So I usually walk and I get very sweaty. Um, I bring an extra shirt. I'm just, I'm, I, I sit there and I just <sighs> for a little <laughs> while, you know, and drink water and nothing works. And I go to the bathroom multiple times and like patting yourself down you know, and all that. Yeah. Stuff. And it just doesn't work. Um, but yeah, so that was, it's, it's, I was like, this is the most charming, like, I need to really like appreciate this. And like, <laughs> I, yeah, you know, like I, I picture myself in 50 years, I rode the cable car to work, you know, yeah. like, like <laughs> I that hope. is a huge thing know. for San Francisco, you know, especially yeah, yeah. With the public transit. Iconic. Um, yeah. That was cool. I, if, oh man, if I only knew that, cause uh, yeah, we were in the Barcadero and there was, you know, obviously a cable car area right there. Um, I love the Embarcadero. It's cool. I, I, I do kind of miss like walking around those areas in San Francisco. Um, so we did the ferry building and then uh, we had planned uh, emo night uh, at the independent in San Francisco. So I ended up going back, uh, just taking the Bart back home. I think having like dinner with my folks. And then uh, my dad was kind of kind enough to drop us off at the independent that night. So yeah, it was, it was fun. I've never been to emo night. It was pretty fun. And um my dad was like, oh, it's like an 80s. It's like, you know, like those 80s nights where they like they pretty much have like a few DJs and they're just spinning like, you know, music, you know, played some Blink-182, some Jimmy Eat World, My Chemical Romance, all those kind of bands from that time. Um, it's wild that this shit is that old now. Like, yeah, the Bands of Jacket is 20 years old. Dude, yeah. And it, but it was you know? actually really cool. They, they had um, a, like, a, I think like two or three DJ guys like rotating and then they had this cover band. So they would like play like, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes and then they would switch to the cover band and then they would play their set. Uh, and they opened with like feeling this by Blink-22. And I was like, oh, shit, this is so cool. Actually, the bass- open with that. We Yeah, we did. And uh, it was kind of cool. The bass player, he had the Mark Hoppus pink like. Fender. Oh, I love with with the squid. 
He didn't have the squid. With the octopus? But it, okay. I think it was that, that older one they had. Like, the just the pre, like, the Anima of the State, like, that just plain, like, mm. pink base or whatever. Um, so, yeah, it, it was it was fun. And, um, you know, and then I had to go back Sunday, which was, uh, yeah. It was How just, early did you leave on Sunday? Uh, I mean, probably around, like, noon, I think. Like, okay. 11 or 12, I think. Because, like, nice. um. You know, I, I ended up just having like just breakfast with my my folks, and then um, porridge. My brother was supposed to be in LA this weekend, but he that got canceled, so I got to just like hang out with my brother for a little bit, talk about nice. stuff. So yeah, um, but yeah, wasn't too bad. Just a quick trip, so that's kind of that's Lovely. kind of it. Lovely. Yeah, <laughs> I also yeah. did a road trip this weekend. Um, excuse me, that's the Stella. That's the Our Stella, y'all. <laughs> No, we went, we left Thursday night after work to, we, there was a wedding for Alicia's friend, uh, Jackie and Duke in Tahoe on oh, Friday Tahoe. afternoon. Yeah. So we left after where we got into Tahoe probably around 10, 30, 11. It was beautiful. And it was, I was very scared going up there because on Twitter, I mean, Tahoe is trending. People are like, if you're going to Tahoe, Bay Area people do not go to Tahoe. Like Damn, okay. the fires are so bad right now. Oh, I see. Um, and but we got up there and it was beautiful and it was fine i was like like i missed the mountain air because we used to vacation up north you know for years um and so i was feeling good and then the next day you know we go to breakfast had terrible breakfast and um we really did um but then i had a wonderful latte at this place i think it was called drink coffee do stuff was the name of the uh the coffee bar (laughs) that's such a cool name (laughs) very cool name i had an uh an iced lavender vanilla latte without Mm. It's fantastic. Lavender. Yes. That's interesting. I don't think I've ever had a lavender flavored latte before. Yeah, I mean, other than like tea, right? Like yeah. you know, you get Earl Grey lavender, but like, yeah, this is like coffee. And I was like, this is fantastic. Um anyway. Cool. Yeah. A little shout out. Um and then uh what else? What else? What else? Um yeah, then the the wedding came and like as soon as like we got there, right before we got there, the smoke level went way up oh, um you sure, couldn't okay. see across lake tahoe it was just Dang. a screen of fog i don't know if you saw the picture i posted with all the boats yeah yeah on my instagram um yeah like that was the sky mm-hmm. and it was all around us as we're eating dinner it's raining ash um Dude, that is insane it was wild but you know what great wedding um had a lot of gin and tonics and a lot of uh kind of 50 50 pilsner it was very good um never okay. had it before, but it was delightful um <laughs> it was uh my first jewish ceremony i've never been to a, oh, a jewish cool. ceremony before and it was beautiful this woman uh sang in hebrew and it you know it makes you kind of feel connected to like an ancient world and mm-hmm. um you know what i mean because that language has been around for what four or five six thousand years it was like oh this is i was kind of really just kind of into the moment and you know, you see the scene in movies where people step on the glass and then muzzle top. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never knew the meaning behind it before. Um, can you please? You know? No, I mean, can you please explain? Okay. Yeah. I'm, I I, mean, no, I forgot. No. Um, the meaning behind it is that even on a perfect day, um, something is going to be broken or something is going to be wrong. That nothing, that, you know, perfection is kind of unattainable. So take the bad with the good. Um, or as my, as my Nana likes to say, Iga Gadishka, you know, um, if someone spills a glass or breaks a glass or something, well, let us all be together again the same time next year. 
um, you know, it was like, so I, I found that really kind of beautiful. Um, and I got a yarmulke. So I've always wanted a yarmulke. Cool. Got one now. Um, this is me now. This is this me is now. Me. <laughs> and, yeah. So uh, the wedding ended around 10. Then we all met up at like um, a bar in Tahoe, Pete and Peter's. Okay. And um, had a few more drinks there. And my cousin, Stephen, walks in. I mean, him make eye contact. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Is that you? Is that you? What are you doing here? And he was at another, he was at a different wedding. Same night. Same night. Same, same dive bar. What the hell? Yeah. So, I mean, that was why I see him, you know, two or three times a year only at like, you know, Easter and uh, uh, Christmas Eve. You know what I mean? So it was yeah, like, yeah. whoa, what are you, you know, him and his wife, Catherine, they're just lovely. Um, and they're both in the city as well. So, I mean, it was just what a weird coincidence kind of, yeah yeah what yeah. i had mm -hmm. i kind of had a similar situation this weekend uh, i bumped into one of uh, maddie my friend maddie his friends um in san francisco as i was like literally going back to the bar train and uh, his friend uh dewey and his wife kate uh casey dewey D dewey cox um he's actually he's a really funny guy and uh yeah they were like celebrating their wedding anniversary in san francisco this weekend oh beautiful and just right. out of how, what, how many years Six years, I believe. Congratulations, Dewey and Casey. Casey. Um, but yeah, like just random, like, oh, what are you guys doing here? You guys live in Los Angeles too, like. And they were just like, yeah, oh, we're, funny. we're here. We're it's heading like, to the ferry building. And I was like, yeah, we just came from there. So, and it wasn't like, you know, I didn't know they were going to be here this weekend, or you know, and I haven't, you know, obviously the pandemic, I haven't really seen these guys, uh, at all. So it's like, whoa. Yeah. It's random. like when you run into people at the airport and you're like, what? Yeah, where are you going? Happen? And they're, yeah. they end up going like maybe the same place um, you're going. <laughs> yeah. And then you got to walk awkwardly. All right, I'll see you later. No, we're going the same way. Fuck. Same I hate that. All right. That's like the yeah. worst. I just speed I just speed up my walk and act like I really yeah. got to get something. All right, I got to go get something um, real quick. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll see you. Bye. Um, Bye. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, we drove back Saturday. We, we took us maybe five hours, four or five hours to drive back. Picked up Marty. He's been a little sick, having some, some mm. diarrhea. Oh man! Um, so just kind of keeping an eye on him, and then um, yeah, met up with our good high school buddy Michael Conti, Monty, Monty, um, at uh, Joe's in North Beach, and had um, had brunch and walked around for a second, and then went on our merry way. It was uh, it was it was lovely. It was good to see him, <laughs> Monty. If you're listening, hello, sir. Hello, Thank Monty. you for uh, for meeting us. It was a good time. Glad I got to meet <laughs> Lise. Um, glad she got to meet him. So yeah, yeah. cool. We've had some now eventful we're... weekends, man. <laughs> I'm so ready for the events to just be over. I can't remember the last time I just woke up on a Saturday or a Sunday with no plans. No, yeah, and nothing just to do. Like right? <laughs> you know, I'll get, I'll leave the house or brush my teeth whenever I fucking feel I, like it. Yeah, you know? I feel you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Cause uh, I mean, I know our show got canceled, but it's crazy. Like I would have been in. Oh yeah, let's tell the people. Oh yeah, our show got canceled, guys. The our Thursday show, show, August twenty yeah. sixth. If you were planning on coming, um, it's not happening. And if you're listening to this on Friday when the episode drops on one of our podcast streams, and you showed up to the show last night, sorry. I'm really sorry. Maybe yeah. maybe you should listen on Tuesday evening when we yeah. get this live. Um. Yeah, I, I would have been, you know, heading out to San Francisco again for the weekend. And then what's oh, crazy is I would have kind of a similar 
trip because uh, the next day, Friday, I'm going to go see – this Friday, I'm going to go see Coheed and Cambria and The Used play at the, this venue out here in L.A. So, uh, yeah, I would, that would have been wild. Why? Why? Yeah. Uh, well, I want to I wanna go see the band. I made plans to see them, and it's at an amphitheater. Right. It's outside. and um, Yeah. I just Coheed and Cambria? Yeah. I, I like the band. Okay. I've been I've been wanting to see them live too. I I it's been a minute since I've seen they're, them. They're they're on your your oh so you've oh, no. seen them before? Sorry. Never seen them before. Got you. I've seen so the used bucket list before. band. Like one of those bucket list bands, and uh, right on. They're kind of the only from what I've seen. I mean, I have maybe like one or two other shows possibly. I mean, I'm hoping they don't get canceled or rescheduled. That's that's what I'm kind of thinking right now, but. Um, this is technically, aside from the emo night show, which I had to prove my vaccination and wear a mask the whole time um, indoors. Oh, that was crazy. Uh, you know, I mean, if you had some drinks, you can have it off. But, man, it was sweaty. Can, can I just say, and this may be controversial, I'm over the fucking masks, man. Like, I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it for a year or a year and some change. And then everyone got vaccinated. They're like, all right, you don't got to wear masks no more can't go back i can't go back <laughs> to a masked world after having that it's a freedom <sighs> yeah man it's weird it's like i get just sweatier now with the mask on I, <laughs> I, i'm talking i mean i very clearly these are like my problems very personal <laughs> problems but like i'm just uh, like i didn't i i put up with this shit for a year and a half like you told me i could take it off don't so I'm gonna put it back on, goddammit. <laughs> yeah. And I'll I'll put it, you know, I'll put it on before I go into a store and everything. No one wants to get Delta, but like I'm no longer the type of person that's wearing the mask while I'm walking down the street. Like no, I'm outside, I'm vaxxed. Yeah, yeah. Here it's we go. Your, your discretion, right? So Yeah. Um Yeah, yeah, that was interesting having to prove like my vaccination this weekend and like it's the first you time I do that I've... at Joe's. Oh really? Yeah. So probably most, maybe most eateries or something. Um, Makes sense. And that's kind of, uh, and then I guess the COVID stuff affected our show because uh, I think the, the with the Delta variant and obviously maybe, Delta. maybe the amount of people that were going to come or whatever, like I just, I guess the venue just didn't want to deal with that. That's my <sighs> yeah. consensus on it or like my, uh, what I thought was happening. So um, do not come. Yeah. <laughs> Do not come. Do not come. Yes. Said. But anyways, uh, yeah. But you know what? Hopefully, uh, you know, I, I know uh, Joey's, you know, sent us a few show dates and like, you know, possible future show dates um, outside of the venue we were, we were going to be booked at. So hopefully it might, happen. might happen. I really, Same. yeah, I want to play um, the Milk Bar. I like that yeah. spot. Yeah. Seen St. Francis of the Wolf there a few times. Um, but really, I, I just want to play. I just want to play. I, I just know, want to move. Too. I want to yeah. shake my butt. I want to sweat. I want to get down. <laughs> yeah. Get down. I want people to sing along with us. I want to. <laughs> I want to do this with the mic and like be like, now you. <laughs> yeah. Now you. Um. <laughs> Take off your mask. <laughs> <That's great. laughs> Whoa. Whoa. God, that's me. Wild. Like rock stars, people throwing their masks up instead of like bras. And bras and shit. And stuff. <laughs> just like, oh shit! You see this mask someone threw me? Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's no, a different, that's a sad world. It's a def, yeah, it's a different world right now. It's a sad fucking world, but you know, hopefully one day we'll get back to the usual, you know, mm -hmm. super sweaty. Let's get back to a new normal. 
because this ain't it. This, this ain't, ain't it, it y'all. Um, yeah, man. Other than that, anyway, we can. Spend. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's great. Um, I'd say something <laughs> happened that we kind of got to talk about. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, and of course we're talking about the Middle East. No, um, let's not touch that right now. Hearts and minds to everyone involved but we're talking about spider-man no way home the trailer dropped is that yes. what you were going to talk about yes um okay good I'm there was like a leaked paper. trailer apparently the day before or something like that yes i, did I didn't see it i read a description yeah. of it and then i finally came out so <laughs> um, um yeah so okay i'm not gonna say spoilers because we're talking about a fucking trailer i'm not gonna spoiler proof a trailer description where you know it's it's really i and maybe this is just marvel big big temple movies but i'm really getting sick of the trailer before the trailer if you click on the spider-man no way home trailer before it plays you get about two seconds or three seconds of footage and then it's like okay now official trailer and it's like just, just get into the it. fucking trailer. Yeah, just play the trailer dude yeah <laughs> what the fuck yeah, because like you get spoiled on like what's going to happen later. For porn. Yeah. no, we don't need that. <laughs> Jesus, what a yeah, redundant I... kind of thing. <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, Shawnee, you're always the more positive one, so I'm going to let you take it away. <laughs> uh, I yeah, I enjoyed the trailer. I the I guess the some of the casting stuff I like was announced I think beforehand so I was like a slight suspicion maybe one of these characters might show up in there um I I enjoyed it uh I think the the one big I mean I I like what they're doing I mean it's it's cool they're doing the whole like you know Spider-Man's identity since the last movie is revealed to the world to the public um you know Spider-Man is Peter Parker so you know I could see how the first maybe the first part of that movie is dealing with that whole thing um, and you know, kind of like the obviously the he spent all this time trying to protect his friends and all this, you know, his family, and now that he's outed, um, it's 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 even harder. He's in the public light to do that. So I'm I'm excited to see that aspect of the film, and then we get introduced to uh Doctor Strange, and you know Peter pretty much like you know asking for for people to forget he's Spider Man, um, and using the magic of uh of Dr. Strange uh, to do that. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I love what they're doing with the queuing up for like the multiverse stuff. Like I'm down with it. My only issue was like, man, Dr. Strange, are you really that? Like, not, you're not thinking that way. Like this type of magic that you're going to do will like ruin shit and probably like be terrible. Like it, I, I just thought he would, he was uh wise enough and like the sorcerer Supreme, you know, like, I don't know. Like you messed with time well, and because, shit in the last movies, and like it's because Peter was talking during the spell incantation. But I feel like that's so stupid because Peter's not the one saying the spell. Doctor Strange is. It shouldn't yeah, yeah. matter if Peter or whatever's going around or on around him. That should have no effect on the spell as long as it's being said correctly by the person saying it, which is Doctor Strange. Yeah. Is it because he kept having to tell Peter to shut up? And hey, the spell doesn't work that way. But so basically, if you've ever, <clears throat> if you were reading the Spider-Man comics back in the late 2000s, uh, I think it was 2007, 2008, 
uh, J. Michael Straczynski was on the book um, for a long time. And, but Joe Quesada was the editor in chief of Marvel. And basically he didn't like the idea of Spider-Man being married. Now I actually really liked, that's when I was reading monthly. And I actually really liked that Peter Parker. He was married to MJ, he was in his thirties. Um, and he was a science teacher at his old high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really liked that uh, maturation, maturation, whatever, of, you know, Peter Parker. He can't be a kid forever. He can't be taking pictures forever. Well, that's exactly what Joe Quesada wanted. So instead of doing like an actual fucking good story where maybe Peter and MJ decide, you know what, this is just too tough. I love you so much but we can't stay married and maybe like give them a mature kind of adult divorce send off. Right. Mm-hmm. That's not what they did. Instead uh, it's spun out from the civil war storyline, which is much different in the books than it is in the movie mm-hmm. um, where Tony Stark convinced Peter to unmask on public television because Peter was uh, loyal to Tony and Tony wanted people to sign up for a superhero registration act. Yeah. Basically. And Captain America was fighting against that similar to the movie, but a little different. Um, and Peter goes on live TV and unmasks. And he's like, I'm, my name's Peter Parker. I've been Spider-Man since I was 15, something like that. Um, J Jonas Jameson falls back in his chair, you know, that kind of, it's a good gag, but um, he defects. He realizes Tony Stark isn't the right one in this war. He defects to Captain Captain America's side and begins wearing his uh, black costume, the, the symbiote suit, Sam symbiote. Mm-hmm. Um, now, because everyone knows who he is, I believe it's Kingpin puts a hit on Spider-Man on and Spider-Man. they wind up the, um, the assassin winds up shooting Aunt May and Yo. she's about to die. Um, and not Dr. Strange, but a character, the Marvel's, equivalent to the devil Mephisto shows up and is like I will save your aunt's life but in return I want your marriage whoa you're like what (laughs) he wants it's like Peter and MJ's love is so pure and true which no um that he wants so he basically has them forget that they were ever married it's a giant retcon no one everyone in new york forgets that spider-man or everyone in the world forgets that spider-man is peter parker okay harry osborne comes back from the dead um it has all these like weird ripple effects but essentially they they reboot him back to like his early to mid-20s basically oh weird okay and so they're taking that storyline where you know you could have had you could have played this out for a while but they revealed Spider-Man's identity and four months later, like that, no one remembers, you know what I mean? And it's kind of like, okay, I like it better that it's Dr. Strange gonna be doing the spell. I think that's a cleaner way to, but like when that storyline, by the way, is called One More Day. And if you Google this, people are like, my, J. Michael Straczynski took his name off the book because it was so bad. Really? Um, it's, it's when I stopped reading monthlies. Wow. I was like, no, nah, so I'm a good. Very polarizing. It's controversial. Story. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Hardly anyone likes it. Hardly anyone thinks it's good. But we're still 
working with that continuity set, as far as I know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't read the books anymore, but I, I'll read like updates and stuff to see what's happening with the character. And I, as far as I know, the continuity is still, they're still not re- married. They still don't remember that they were ever married. So in a way it's this um, 14 year loss or defeat in my mind. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Spider-Man, he made a deal with the devil, but th- that means the devil defeated him. And I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't right with well. me. It feels yeah. <laughs> it feels like a hanging plot thread all these years later. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, anyway, that's the inspiration for this movie, along with Spider Verse. Yeah. Um, so as you're describing Doctor Strange, the yeah. spell goes wrong and it creates, it opens up the multiverse basically. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, uh, we get to see uh green goblins ball the like bomb ball come out and you you heard his laugh heard his laugh it's freaking that moment got me in the nostalgia like out of my stomach i i i did like that was like i felt myself yeah i i i the obviously william defoe as norman osborne slash the green goblin uh coming from the raimi you know universe um you know that I don't know. I mean, that part of me is excited for the movie that, you know, for sure. Like, I just hope they can, I, I don't, I do hope they can find a good way to bring those characters in aside from just like, it's the multiverse, but like, what's the ex- explanation of why they're there and, uh, and why are dead characters alive? And yeah. Is it like a different version of him? Um, Cause uh, like Doc Ock wasn't a bad dude in Spider-Man two. He was, I mean, he, became kind of it twisted became, and evil yeah, yeah, but like yeah. at his core even in the end scene like he sacrifices himself because he's like if they undo that shit i mean whatever these are fucking movies it doesn't matter anyway like you know no, but, have no, your I, head canon i agree no i, I but, agree that's that's the kind of where they left that character and kind of the arc of that character is it, it wouldn't yeah. make sense for him to be just like a straight up bad dude unless there's a unless there's some other reason behind it but yeah then you mention Doc Ock, uh, we see in the in the kind of last few shots of the trailer, his arm, you know, come on the on the cement any, and everything. Any of you fucking MCU stands who shit all over Scorsese and the Irishman for the CG, fuck you. <laughs> I know they're gonna fix it. I know they're gonna fucking fix it. Um, I know that it's gonna look great by the time it finally comes out. Um yeah, I didn't need to say that. Yeah. No, you know what? I actually test. didn't I didn't notice until like I saw like Fuck I rewatched you. the trailer and I was like, you know, kind of pausing it or whatever, like, oh shit, what's this? Um but that those two characters, if they show up, I you know, I'm in, man. Like I, I want to see how they can incorporate the you know, this uh multiverse and I don't know if you fin- like watched the rest of Loki. Um No. I don't want to get into it. Okay. I, I guess I'll kind of spoil it. Spoilers for Don't Loki. Spoil it. Okay, never mind. They kind of explain a little bit about what the multiverse is by the and, end. Of the okay, show. so I was listening to another podcast or YouTube stream, whatever, and they were like, and again, I haven't seen Loki, so I don't know. But according to them, they were like, um, Doctor Strange is multiverse and everything, and the way that sets up completely contradicts. Uh, what we saw in Loki. So which one is correct? 
and it's like ah oh, shit like i don't know um i do not trust marvel at this point to deliver i really like i did not like um far from home uh and i think they they just dumbed down spider-man so much he becomes this a sidekick in every one of his own movies he's basically used as as plot piping for other stories yeah, um, yeah. and i'm kind of yeah. sick of it and and you know sony's uh end of the spider-verse movie which our good friend daniel rodriguez worked on and we have episodes with him in it um that that was a movie dedicated to this concept and and it was done in animation i think what am i trying to say these a block a spider-man blockbuster now is expected to make a billion dollars i don't think into the spider-verse was that was what it was expecting to make Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it was expecting to make whatever in animation i don't know those types i don't i know that the big superhero movies the successful ones now are making over a billion probably 1.2 1.3 um which started with the dark knight um but yeah so i i think expect in a smaller what i'm trying to say is in a smaller movie with a more focused or concentrated audience you can be smarter you can be more you know Whereas these big blockbusters for the general audience have become so dumbed down. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't trust Marvel to give us a good interpretation of the Spider-Verse, if if that's the route they're going. I think it's just going to be fan service um, because it's it's not just MCU, it's Disney MCU. Um, you know what I'm saying? And like, you look at the way they treated Star Wars and all this stuff. I'm just, uh, I'm not confident right now. I hope I'm yeah. wrong. I, I hope I'm I, really wrong, but yeah, we're going to have to, I guess time will tell. We're going to have to see what happens. Yeah. Um, it's just one trailer, but it's just, yeah. it's just one trailer. the, the, the green goblin moment, the, with the bomb and the laughter made my Kulo just contract <laughs> and, um, I mean, yeah, Will or um, Alfred Molina's Doc Ock. I I got to see how they're going to do it. I can't judge it yet, but as big as you know these set pieces look and everything, for some reason the scale still feels so small. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, you think of a rainy shot of just an alleyway or something, and it feels bigger than mm-hmm. anything in the MCU. And um, oh, Marty's fart! Oh, <laughs> dude, I'm gonna take him out a little bit. Um, <laughs> that's all. He had pumpkin. That's what happened. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> I'm dying in here, man. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I hope I'm wrong. I gotta wait and see the, the movie. I really like Tom Holland in the role, um, but I, I do, do too. not like how they've written spider-man yeah i i agree with you i agree with you like you've you've uh like the way they've kind of held his hand a little bit and you know i guess off of this trailer aside from maybe like partnering up with dr strange at least it's like okay he has to deal with like this issue of his you know identity like him you know obviously he seeks help of course he seeks help to dr strange but at least it's a moment where it's like yeah you don't have tony stark you don't have you know 
like your kind of uh, figures you look up to in a way for advice like that. Um, yeah. Until you but, go to Doctor Strange, I guess. But uh, yeah, I don't know. We're gonna have to see. Yeah. I I definitely want them to eventually get to kind of what you're saying, like an older Spider-Man. Um, you know, like I'm I'm kind of done with the younger, like the younger version of Spider-Man. Um, I don't know why they're so stuck on like this is the only version of Spider-Man that works that we can do. Like yeah. the. Granted, he's still a student in Spider-Man 2, but he's not in high school. He's a college student. He's living on his own, trying to pay rent, trying to have a job, you know, like, and I was only, that movie came out in 04, so I was 15. I didn't know shit about any of those things. I didn't know about having my own place or real girl problems, you know, or um, trying to trying to pay rent or, you know, like, hold down a job. No, but I still, I related to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, that's just a dude dealing with problems. They don't have to be so specific. They don't have to be high school problems. We've seen Spidey in high school a lot now. And um, that's never been what's appealed most to me about the character. It's always been his sense of right and wrong. And the fact that he's kind of a smart ass because he's just nervous. Um, you know, like it's, it's, he's a hero, but he's still, he does, I don't think he thinks of himself as like this, you know, tough, you know, I, he still gets scared. I yeah, think. yeah. He has a um, vulnerability about him still, which yes, is kind of cool. It, it, you know, the high school thing is an aspect of it, but if you go back and read, you know, the original comics written by Stanley, he's only in high school for a couple years. In the Raimi movie, he's only in the in high school for the first act. Act, yeah. You know, <laughs> and he graduates. <laughs> so yeah, he graduates at the beginning of the Amazing Spider-Man two, and then we brought him back to high school again. Um, you know. I just yeah there's more there's so much more they 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 keep relegating him to sidekick and it's bumming me out because even after um far from home they were like oh no that now that iron's man iron man's gone and he's kind of assumed that role now he'll be the fully fledged spider-man that we know and love clearly that's not the case clearly yeah, he's yeah. still just a bumbling kid uh mr mr whatever the f- strange or whatever you know Steven. whatever his name is <laughs> steven strange yeah um benedict cumberback looks like he's wearing like a very cheap wig yeah his makeup was a little him. interesting i was yeah. like what the fuck like how these are the most expensive movies being made right now why do they look so fucking cheap yeah i feel you i feel you on that i mean yeah. i know why they blow it all in the cg but even the cg looks drab yeah yeah no i agree man i I guess time, you know, we'll have to see what the movie holds for us. Um, yeah, I do hope they do yeah. do well. I mean, I, I know you didn't finish Loki, but the way they ended it, it's like, okay, I'm kind of kind of down for, like, where we can go with this. And, like, I don't know how it's going to affect other parts of the MCU, but they're introducing this concept and, you know, this is how this can happen to like have maybe possible characters like these characters come in. But, but weirdly enough, it does seem that like the happenings of Dr. Strange and Spider-Man kind of breaking the universe multiverse, like those aren't in direct uh, relation to what happened in Loki or what happened in WandaVision where there might be moments where they're affecting stuff with the multiverse or at least explaining that. So 
I'm not really sure what, you know, I guess the ending of the movie and what that's going to entail as far as like, are they going to like break open the multiverse and like, we're going to just now for the rest of these movies moving forward for the Doctor Strange movie, are we going to have like characters like these come out or what's the direct like uh, result and consequence, you know, who's, I, I wouldn't say who's responsible, but like, yeah, what is the kind of the main event that really kicks open this door of like these characters coming out of the multiverse or if they do kind of into the spider verse kind of thing. So they haven't really answered that yet. I think. Um, yeah. I don't know if Spider-Man uh, no way home will, will answer that, but it's obviously uh, introducing us to the, that concept of like, yeah, these characters can be back, you know, come back. Um, you could possibly maybe even get a different version of Spider-Man, you know, if that's the yeah. case, um, which all that's still rumored. Um We'll I would still, how it plays I would still out. lose my shit, dude. If I saw the other, if I saw Tobey Maguire in the movie, yeah. it needs to be done well. But that's the thing: I, you, don't blow you it earn up. my shit losing if you do it well. If, if you do if well, it's just Ready Player One where you're just throwing shit on the screen because you can, yeah. or NBA Jam or not NBA Jam, excuse uh, me, um, the Space Jam, Space Jam Two. Yeah, like fuck you. Don't insult my intelligence. I feel like you. This. I feel you. Dude. Um, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's yeah. I totally agree. That's like that's gonna be the big one. Is like how are you gonna how are you gonna treat this? How are you gonna introduce this? So, uh, but yeah, Joey, this brings us to our our top lists, our two lists it for does. tonight. It does. Um, I don't even know where to start because we we they're they're obviously Spider Man centric yeah. lists. So yeah, yeah. Um. Hmm. I mean, what's more important, villains or movies? And when we say villains, we're talking movie villains. Fuck, man. Like, what do we want to end with? I don't know, because the vi- villains sound kind of fun. Because they're, they're, villains they're, do sound kind of fun. Per individual characters. Yeah. Versus, like, a movie in its entirety. How, how about we'll start with the Spider-Man movies? How about that? I, let's, let's, I would be honored. Let's, let's go. Let's do this. Let's right. go. Would you like to go first? Or would you like I to go first? Uh, Joe, you go first. You go first. All right, I'll go first. Um, number five. This is gonna be a controversial choice because people are gonna be like, "What?" I'm I'm going there, baby. Spider-Man three. Yo. Okay. Um, okay. Now this was one of the biggest cinematic disappointments. We were there life. in the theaters, man. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. Sucks. I remember seeing my cousin Mickey and Brandon them coming out of the theater after us. Like we saw like five minute separated screenings or something you know and i was screaming i was so angry. i was like what the fuck was that um because you have to understand spider-man 2 like i wouldn't say it changed my life but that is a near perfect film i thought so then i think so now um and everything was teed up everything was teed up you take the next logical step with uh, Pete and MJ, you take the next logical step with Harry. You maybe stretch his arc out over the whole movie. He's the emotional payoff that you're going to need to do. You're going to throw Sandman in there. Okay, I understand why. Good. The Avi Arad, the or the Venom stuff was added by Avi Arad, the producer, um, who convinced Sam Raimi. He's like, we need to have Venom. He's a fan favorite character. You've got to have Venom in this fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Raimi has taken full responsibility. He's like, I didn't believe in all the characters, so I shouldn't have done it. Um, because Venom does really throw off the equilibrium of this movie. However, there are things in it that even aren't tainted by Venom that are just ridiculous and stupid. And um, however, 
the movie still has like a lot of inventiveness in the way that it's shot. Um, it's still, it's one of those almost guilty pleasures where it's, it's not bad, but it's almost so bad. It's good kind of thing. Like some of Tobey Maguire's facial expressions. I'm just like, who is that? <laughs> what is that? Um, yeah. You know, and there's, and the action is still really good and fun to watch. You know, I, could watch a Sam Raimi movie on silent and still enjoy the hell out of it because mm -hmm. of the way he shoots. No one really does it like him um, for just little jokes and things like we've talked about, you know, anyway. Um, yeah. Spider-Man three, even though it is a huge disappointment, one of the biggest disappointments of my life, uh, at least at the movies, um, I have a soft spot for it. It's grown on me over the years. Um, yeah. Nice. I might I have to do it's a rewatch. As bad as we it. all. Yeah, I might have to do a rewatch. It. Yeah. It's still not good, but it's watchable and it's better than I think we remember it to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like that gut reaction yeah. in the theater. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> number four, the opposite effect I've been having with this movie. I enjoyed the hell out of it in the theater. I saw it twice in theaters. Um, but I've not really dug it since Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, oh, Homecoming, yeah. I liked Homecoming a lot. I liked the. Um, uh, I actually did like the high school stuff in this movie. Um, I thought that was done well. The humor, the characters. Um, you know, uh, I think Zendaya. She's not Mary Jane, obviously, because her name is Michelle. But she plays a character called MJ, who I. She is, resembles nothing, and I don't mean physically, I just mean character-wise, resembles nothing of the Mary Jane or MJ from the comics, but I enjoy her take, and I enjoy how dry she is and how kind of, um, not rude, but, you know, she's just, she's so dark and kind of deadpan. Mm -hmm. um, and it was kind of fun to see her play that. Uh, Michael Keaton as the Vulture is, is great and there's you know a twist later on that i thought worked really well you know i was not looking for it and and it kind of hit me over the head when i saw it in the theater um but yeah i really i really enjoyed homecoming i remember i saw it opening night and then the next morning i got i got the call from my mom that uh my nono had passed away and it was one of those movies where um i told my ex at the time i was like can we just go watch this movie like you know what i mean it's gonna make me feel better you know it was it was a comfort when i needed it and for yeah. that i'm like i really like homecoming um i don't think it has aged well um but um i still i still hold it in fairly high regard yeah so yeah nice, nice. number three the top three this is tough because really any three of these could be the top spot truly truly okay um, but yeah, number three, I'm going to go into the Spider-Verse and that's just, be it only lands at three because it's so new and I don't have the, uh, mm -hmm. well, no, it's probably the most personal attachment we have to any of these movies actually. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I love this movie so much. It looks beautiful. Um, the dynamic between, uh, Peter and Miles is so good. And so there's such a big heart. This movie is all just one big beating heart. And I love it so much. Um, yeah, it, I, I wish we're higher, but the other two have go back even further for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
so number two, I'm going to go with the first Raimi Spider-Man movie. Um, we've told this story, I'm sure, a million times on the podcast, but I remember working the, was it the crab feed or the, the spaghetti pasta dinner? The spaghetti dinner. Dinner, at, yeah. Uh, at OLM, Our Lady of Mercy in Daly City. We were seventh graders. And, um, you know, what a weird time that was too, because 9-11 had just happened. Mm. Um, I don't know. We were, yeah, so we're these kids and we get tipped for being waiters for the night and we all have like 20 or 30 bucks. Probably not even that much, probably more like 15 bucks or something. Um, and we all went to, there used to be, where the Best Buy is now at the Metro Mall near Saramani used to be a theater. Um, and we went over there. We bought our tickets. We couldn't get in right away. We had to kill like two or three hours. So I think we went and chilled at like the Burger King. And then there was like a Sam Goody or something over there. I just remember you there. having a big pile of fries. And I know you used to do the whole thing with the fries and just like shit tons of uh, salt and ketchup. I remember that. <laughs> we're in line and we're just eating yes, fries. <laughs> I've always been very, very healthy. Um, <laughs> So, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think I bought like a George Carlin DVD too. Um, but anyway, I remember seeing this movie in the theater and just, it was the first time I'd ever noticed a director's name before or recognized a director's name. Cause, uh, a year or two earlier, my cousin Mickey had gotten us into army of darkness. And then from there, evil dead, evil dead Two. Um, and I was a big fan. And so, yeah, watching, seeing, directed by Sam Raimi, I went, fuck, I know that guy. I know that guy. He did those. You know, hey. and it was, it, that's the first time that's ever happened to me in a theater. And um, we, I, weirdly, like, I'll never forget that moment. You know what I mean? Um, and I just remember having such a good time. It's such like a perfect origin story. Like, people like to kind of take this movie to town now and like point out its flaws and shit, but. I think it's a very well-constructed, well-acted, yeah, um, campy in just the right amounts. I, I adore this fucking movie. And I even brought my uh, little brother, Matt, to see little brother, younger brother, um, to see it like a day or two later. Um, yeah. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Spider I said, I said, uh, Spider-Man. I said, <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> the thing about MJ is, uh, no. Oh my God. And number one, obviously, I've pretty much have already given it away. Spider-Man 2. Um, Spider-Man 2 is maybe the ultimate movie, superhero movie at least, about puberty. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, bear with me on this. Like, not maybe not puberty, but like, you know, coming into your own and kind of really... Mm -hmm. Like the love story in Spider-Man is very, oh, neighborhood boy loves neighborhood girl. And by the end, he learns that he has to put responsibility over MJ. I remember that too. That was one of the first um, instances in a movie where the guy walked away from the girl. The hero didn't mm -hmm. get the girl at the end. He chose the responsibility over that. And that stayed with me. And that, they don't just rehash that. They go as deep as they can uh, into that in Spider-Man 2. It's all about him and MJ and him, them being in love with each other, but him not trusting, not not trusting her, but not trusting the situation that she'll be safe. Um, yeah, yeah. And they just 
don't know how to express themselves to each other. They don't know how to just say, he can't just tell her he's Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. So there's so many good moments with that. Um, it's a movie about anxiety. You know, he's the whole movie, he he's losing his power to thwip, to shoot out webs. Um, and the doc, you know, there's nothing physically wrong with him. It's the doctor even tells him, you know, it's all mental. Um, you know, he's, he, he's experiencing self-doubt and yes, yeah. um, with that anxiety. And these aren't things that you would normally see in a superhero movie. And even like you would think those kinds of themes and stuff would be perfect for a high school Peter Parker produced by the MCU. And yet they don't touch that stuff ever. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He might be like, oh, I like this girl. And I don't know how to talk to her, but it's like, they don't, you never, this is my big yeah. problem with like far from home is like the movie begins and he's in love with MJ. Why? You didn't give us anything. You just are telling us that he is so that you can contrive this situation. You yeah. see their relationship play out in Spider-Man and more specifically Spider-Man 2. It's very mature. Um, Doc Ock, wonderful. You know, nothing like the comic books, um, but a, probably a better character because of it. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he's not yeah. some crazy mad scientist. He's a guy who wants to save the world pretty much. And he loses everything that he loves, his wife. And, you know, that parallels nicely with um, Peter's story for MJ. And uh, J. Jonah Jameson is great in this movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, MJ's career is taking off. Peter is now in charge of uh, Oscorp. All the story threads dangle just long enough and simmer as long as, just as long as they need to. And it really does tee up the perfect spider-man 3 that we sadly did not get but um yeah i i love spider-man 2 so so much it holds such a special place in my heart i think i was going through like a high school breakup when i saw it so it was like really like <gasps> hitting me um but um yeah spider-man 2 spider-man 2 man and a killer game that that went along with it yes thank you for, best, for mentioning dude. that yes it was so good um Dude, I like your list. I I I was surprised Spider Man Three was on it because I was like, oh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's I don't know because at the same time we haven't really talked to Spider Man like our our thoughts on just kind of like the movies and like obviously seeing them in theaters when we we're younger and then like now you know kind of looking back at them you know we can oh. kind of see them a little differently. Um, I have a very similar list to you, man. Um, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Obviously, Spider Man Two for my number one. Uh, right on. I think we have kind of a very sim, you know, same kind of feeling about it. I did like how you you broke it down though, as far as like those, the aspect of Spider-Man and you know the responsibility over kind of his you know some of his personal love interests and other 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 things that are going on in his life. You know that is a big theme that you know you would think a character like that would be struggling with most of the time is is you know that kind of role of, you know, and I could see them probably doing this in the third that third installment with uh no way home like him struggling but it's like it's it doesn't feel earned will they though yeah, yeah. it doesn't feel as earned uh as this so he, he there's so many opportunities for him in a re very much so in like far from home uh yeah, where yeah. he just doesn't doesn't really take that responsibility to the next level yeah yeah so i mean spider-man 2 i mean like you know, Sam with Sam Raimi behind it, and you know, again having the kind of villain character uh, Doc Ock be becoming, yeah, someone that you you see them 
from the beginning and you see the kind of person they are and then, you know, how they end up. And even at the, you know, obviously in the end, you know, kind of coming back to that person as a character and as someone who can see the good in people. So I, I, it was very, it was very strong. And I think that's what, um, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say compare it. I compare it to a lot of superhero movies, but it's, it's just like, it reached that good balance of all those things. And, you know, yeah, it has the label of Spider-Man and all that stuff in there. Um, and the look of it, but it, it, it is a solid movie as far as like being able to attack some of those topics in there that yeah. you wouldn't really maybe see in a, in a superhero movie, especially in, in maybe the MCU today. Um, I'm going to go backwards. Number five. Yeah. Uh, I didn't like this movie at first. Cause I was like, Oh, this is so weird. This guy's too cool to be Peter Parker, but I did put the amazing Spider-Man. Um, in all right. There. So Andrew Garfield playing the amazing Spider-Man. Um, I don't know. I, 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 do, I do like, I mean, there's, there's likes and dislikes, I think on all the ends of just who's played Spider-Man like Tobey Maguire and, you know, Andrew Garfield, you know, I, I thought he was too cool to be Peter Parker. He wasn't like a nerd or anything yeah, like that. Not at um, all. But I did like, you know, the thing that I liked about him was he had that kind of, uh, uh, that kind of quirky, uh, you know, he's kind of a loud mouth kind of guy. He's always kind of like, you know, those are the things I remember of like maybe the cartoon Spider-Man and like the animated stuff or, you know, he was kind of the smart ass kid. Um, yeah. And yeah, they, they obviously did, you know, the, some other characters in the Spider-Man universe. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Liz is a reptile lizard guy. Lizard. Yeah. <laughs> lizard. <laughs> um, yeah, I I mean it's not it's obviously on my five. It's not it's not the strongest I felt out of all these movies, but uh, it was interesting. You know, I I definitely want to rewatch it and just kind of see how I feel about it now. Um, but for the most part, I I enjoyed it as far as like this is a different Spider-Man movie. Did come out of nowhere when it came out. I was like, damn, they're already rebooting Spider-Man. Um, but it was interesting to get someone else's uh kind of take on Peter Parker, and uh. He has weirdly enough the the he was he was kind of in the like the youthful and like kind of build of like a tall scrawny Spider Man Peter yeah. Parker versus like maybe you know um, to, uh, Tobey Maguire being you know he looked like he looked he didn't look as like a high schooler but you know they they caught him just at the kind of last parts of his high school senior year you know what I mean so it's like yeah I'll give him that um, anyways Amazing Spider Man for number five um, I do have. For number four, Spider-Man: Homecoming, and I kind of the same reasons you said. Like, uh, it, it was definitely, it was interesting. This version of Spider-Man, this kind of younger version. I love Tom Holland. Um, I agree with you. I think he's getting kind of the short end of the stick with the Spider-Man character. I feel like they could probably, you know, I'm hoping that you know, if, if anything, after this No Way Home movie, they can kind of now kind of this is Spider-Man doing his own thing not being held by Iron Man or the kind of these past figures. And maybe that is a thing that they're trying to build to is like, you know, they're trying to take this, this young man and who, who depends so much on these other, uh, his guardians or his, like, you know, the people that guide him. And, you know, eventually what we hope for is he'll, you know, come into his own. Um, but I like to coming. It's, you know, it's cool. It's, uh, you know, we were all stoked with, you know, Civil War and seeing Spider-Man appear and all, you know, the kind of introduction to Tom, you know, Tom Holland's Peter Parker. Um, I like the, uh, again, the ca the other cast members, Zendaya and the guy who plays Ned was really, I like his kind of friend. Yeah. 
um you know it's a it was a good casting i, I liked the kind of uh even though it was set back in their high school days uh, it really did feel like high school and it felt like you know these kids are just so young and they're trying to figure out these things um so that's what i liked about it too and then oh yeah uh, my keaton is vulture uh my good yeah yeah um so that's my number four and then my th- three and two it's it's kind of interswitched like with yours so i did the first spider-man for number three nice um again like you said the kind of origin story i really liked this version of spider-man as far as just like yeah getting to just see where you know where he came from what his motivation was to become spider-man and to take up the mantle and to you know, uh, to become this person, maybe not even knowing it at first. Um, and yeah, Tobey Maguire and, and obviously, uh, uh, William Defoe is the green goblin or Norman Osborn in the movie. And like his, I mean, I love, I, it's when I watch it, rewatch, it, it's like, Oh yeah, this is very com like a comic book, you know, when they start fighting each other and Godspeed Spider-Man, you know, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, I mean, he played it pretty well, and there's that that really great scene where William Defoe is talking to himself in the mirror, uh, and it's such just it's just like top notch acting from this guy, um, being able to take this kind of split personality with him and this kind of like character, and really getting you like you could tell the innocence of Norman Osborn. You know, he's still in there somehow, and he has this kind of like helpless tone about him, uh, but he's still being you know kind of. Uh, 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 used by the Green Goblin and and the you know he's having this kind of mental battle with himself. So I thought that was you know obviously a good uh, interesting thing concept to put in the movie where it's not just like the dude's just the bad guy, like he has his own kind of internal struggles and all that kind of stuff. So um, they did really well with that. And then of course uh, Aunt May, the the actress who plays Aunt May. How do we, just, yes, how do we not touch uh, on Aunt May? Yeah, not, not you know it's just perfect uh, casting and and um, and yeah they Rose they have Mary such. Harris. Oh, dude, they have such like you. You could tell the, uh, you know, you. I believe they were, relate. You know, they were, t- you know, related yeah. to each other and and have lived together. You know, after Peter's family died or whatever. So, um, yeah, it, there's a, the the casting was great, and I think that's why I still enjoy the movie. And you know, it's just a fun time. You know, so uh, and the set pieces too, like some of the stuff that happens, like that. <laughs> That last, uh, it wasn't like there a whole like controversy with like it was too violent. That like last scene where, um, Spider Man's being like knocked, uh, against all the like he's getting bloodied up and bricks knocked. and all that. Yeah, which is th- there's that dope shot with him with the uh, the eye missing, or the yeah, Spider-Man. oh dude, so cool. The mask's Anyways, all ripped up. Yeah, yeah, it was like super. I don't know. I just I I like that whole part of it. Um, just kind of uh made it just seem more grounded or whatever anyways yeah. uh spider-man for number three and then number two into the spider-verse man like hell yeah what a great movie uh animated it was so different for what we were kind of expecting um the even though there were these concepts of like having different spider-man characters in a movie i i they did so well to to obviously give each character their moments, introduce us to Miles Morales and his character, and um, obviously his uh, uh, his kind of battle throughout the movie and his uh, kind of arc of like you know learning about who he is and you know I think that's that's always kind of a thing I've always got with like Spider Man movies is like you know and maybe it's a superhero trope or something that you kind of see a lot is like 
even though you are this hero and you're you're trying to be this person you know it's kind of discovering like who you are to to begin with you know and like i think that's always yeah. kind of been like a theme with these movies and um you know i i they do so well to kind of get that across even though there's this whole like multiversal you know plot in there too as well so um yeah those are my top picks for spider-man spider-man 2 will always be my it's just my favorite freaking spider-man it's movie. so good um, so good. It's really good, and I might end up rewatching these when the next Spider-Man movie comes out in December. I might do a little rewatch on some of these just to kind of very nice. Not saying I'm I'm expecting these characters to come into the MCU, but um, I don't know. They, I still they very well might. They may very well might be might be there, yeah. uh, but I still love the Spider-Man character, man. And you yeah. know, it's it's such a icon- iconic character for for the comic books and. You know, is one of the most, um, you know, kind of one of the most uh, well-known characters to I think a lot of people. So, uh, I I do hope they can give his, uh, Spider-Man his due, as they say. So, um, but yeah, I hope so too. That is it. Right on, man. It's a good list. It's a good. Not list. just because it closely reflects my own, but it's a yeah. good list. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> All right, Joey. What's our next list? Our next list, we're going to stick with the Spidey centricity and we're going to go, what are your top five favorite Spider-Man movie villains? Movie villains. All right. So hit me with your best shot, baby girl. Uh, I'm going to go number five. I wasn't big on the movie, but I did like this kind of like different take on this character. Um, it's Mysterio played by Jake Gyllenhaal in uh, Far From Home. Yes. Um, yeah. I. I obviously an interesting casting choice. I think for for someone to play Mysterio. I, I don't know if I heard. I'm sure with the trailers, eventually it's like, oh, Jake Gyllenhaal's in this movie. But um, yeah, I. I think the Mysterio character and kind of having him as this kind of special effects kind of dude and manipulating things around the scene and um, spoiler alert, he eventually reveals you know uh, P- Peter's identity and. That goes down. Um, but, you know, they try to connect them to... Uh, I'm trying to remember if they connect them to... Uh, the Starks, I think. Or not Starks. Uh, or, yeah. Yeah. They do connect them. The yeah. Starks. Yeah. In a, in a way. Um, so, I do like it when they... I mean, I know we're trying... we we got to stop connecting everything back to Iron Man and all that stuff. But, I, I don't know. I still liked how they integrated him to the, into the story. Um, the kind of special effects kind of like I, I like that aspect of it. It was different. Um yeah. and visually like yeah the it, the character look I mean it looked like the mystery I've seen in, you know, obviously animated series and comics and um, you know, the design of the character looked very um very like Mysterio. And he's always been like that one character that I've always kind of like I've always been drawn to from like the villains of of Spider Man. I might not know too much about him, maybe through the comics or anything, but he just has that very like iconic look of just that yeah. that you know ball and everything. So, um, and I did I don't know uh, Jake Gyllenhaal has definitely grown on me as an actor and taking on like some, he's great like, like a role like this you know was definitely different and um and I, I thought he did a pretty good job doing it. So number five Mysterio, that's a great pick. Thank you, thank you. He is absolutely the best part of that movie. Yes, he, he is for for sure. Uh, and then number four, uh, I've got the Sandman, uh, played by Thomas Hayden Church. 
Um, the movie wasn't that great. However, <laughs> I actually liked uh, what they did with this character, even though, you know, I wouldn't say we needed him, although they, they end up explaining that he was kind of in relation and responsible for his Uncle Ben dying. I hated that. That might be my least favorite thing of Spider-Man 3 is that retcon. Yeah, because wasn't there another guy that shot him in the first movie, right? Yeah, I, I mean, it's just much cleaner. It's just such a cheap fucking way to make them connected. Yeah, yeah. I did. You know? The the one yeah. redeemable thing I liked about this character is uh, was the... Um, you know, a lot of his motivations were because of his daughter and, you know, it's that struggle of like, you know, he became this kind of obviously the Sandman and this kind of being and, you know, without without really knowing what it would do to him. And, you know, obviously that it it goes back to like, I don't know, like the Frankenstein kind of tropes and, you know, stuff of like, you know, you're a monster and you know, not really knowing, you, you know, you, you don't have any control over the situation you were in kind of thing, but you have to, you know, people have to see you as this kind of person. Um, but I don't know, maybe those things like stuck out to me a little more with his character. Um, and uh, yeah, he's a, I mean, and, and the actor playing him just kind of a, you know, definitely a very demanding kind of like he, yeah. Yeah. yeah that kind of character. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Sandman for number four. Uh, number three, I've got Michael Keaton as the Vulture. There we go. In Homecoming. I actually like this. I know it's another thing he's connected to this, you know, Tony Stark and him collecting all the technology from, you know, the Avengers movies. Um, but I did like that aspect. You know, he created his suit, you know, from this kind of technology, this alien technology. And, um, uh, you know, the one of my uh, I was still taken back by this reveal is when they reveal that he's the father of um, a very good reveal. That is a very good reveal. Um, and so it just shows like, yeah, this man's a family man. You know, he's he's still looking out his family. But, you know, of course, he's getting to some shady shit um, that he shouldn't be doing. And, uh, and it makes for a good I think a good villain when you have that kind of personal connection. And it's someone that is in your circle, obviously. And um and of course, seeing Michael Keaton in another comic book, you know, not playing the Batman, but actually playing a villain uh, in this movie uh, was was very very fun to see. So yeah, yeah. Right um, dude, number two, number one, Sam Raimi Spider Man verse. Uh, number two, Green Goblin, William Dafoe. I've already talked about him. Loved the whole split personality thing and him kind of debate, you know, fighting this kind of the Green Goblin inside him and you know, not really knowing what to do with the, with that kind of power and stuff. It wasn't just like, Hey, you know, here it is. Like he had to struggle with it. And uh, in the end, and of course there's those, and there's those amazing scenes, um, you know, where uh, Norman Osborn and Harry Osborn, the Thanksgiving scene, you know, that whole tense I love scene. That sequence. And, you know, you're not really sure if, if he knows that he's Spider-Man or, you know, at the dinner table and there's this whole tense moment and William Defoe plays him so well because he's just, he can just turn on, he can turn on to this very sensitive kind of guy looking guy and then just immediately flip it and just be this kind of conniving, really evil looking dude. Um, so I just love that duality he brought to the character and it just made it so captivating. And I think, you know, it made the, it made the movie as far as just giving us a, a villain that we can kind of, 
you know, kind of feel for. And those make the best villains, right? When you can, you know, really understand where they're coming from. So, yeah. Absolutely. Green Goblin for number two. Obvious choice, I think. I think this might be on your number one, Joey. Doc Ock, played by Alfred uh, Molina. Again, very similar to William Defoe's character. And they gave you a story of this character, this arc, where he is not necessarily a bad guy. Um, and maybe his motives are, you know, just trying to further science. And, you know, obviously he was a family man, or at least, you know, he loved his wife so well, so much. And, um, yeah. And, you know, just being driven mad by, you know, his work and, um, and the control of the, the robots over him. And, um, yeah, I mean, he, he was just such a standout character and he had so much depth and 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 character to him and that and i truly believe that's that's always going to make for the best movies and best villains and movies you know you have to have someone that you can again really feel for and not just like dislike them because they're evil you know you have to kind of be like well i understand where you come from man like but that's you know that's probably not the way i would handle it or you know you should go ahead and do it so yeah that's why i'm very afraid for for no way home because it's like, yeah. are we going to be, be getting a simplistic, just straight villain characterization? Uh, that's yeah. what I'm afraid of. Because it's like, you you don't have time in these movies with all these characters to give the villains uh, the time to develop. You know, you, you hardly have any time for any of the characters to get any real development. Because... You have you got to have a scene with Doctor Strange. You got to have a scene with Peter in this one, this one, and that one. And then, you know, it's like no one's developing; everyone's just referencing. Um, yeah, I I really do so. hope that's that's gonna be that's gonna really make or break the film. I think for for that, yeah. and I, I do hope they either find a way to incorporate some of that personality and and some of the maybe the some of the thoughts. Like I want to hear from like if anything, if it's like this character's here, and maybe we don't get that much time with them, but you know, I want to hear you know, his, uh, his thoughts on his struggle with, you know, you know, obviously his wife, you know, dying because of, you know, his work and stuff. Like, I want to at least get some of that in there, you know, at least in the, in the movie. Um, cause that's what made him so intriguing and, and so, uh, such a great villain. Um, yeah. so you're totally right, man. That that's going to really make or break the movie. I think for me, and I think a lot of fans too, cause they, a lot of fans, you know, seeing the trailer, I think a lot of people are like, "Oh, I'm excited because this character's in here," but I, I think you're right. I think the that's going to be a huge thing. It's like, is this the same character? And I would be a little disappointed if they're like, "This is a multiverse version of the character. He's not the same guy. It's like some different." I you know. Like, then what's the point of bringing back the fucking actor? Exactly. Yeah. So anyway. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so those are my those are my top five Spider-Man movie villains. Uh, Joey, what are your great list? What are your top five movie villains, dude? Great list because we have almost the exact same Dude, list. Um, number five, I put Mysterious slash Sandman. I'm going to go with Sandman just because um, I do want to mention his rebirth scene, you know, when he becomes Sandman. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. It, I think it it holds up. You know, it, it the CG has definitely aged, but it's such a beautiful uh scene and it was so it, it might be my favorite moment of the entire movie he's like trying to stand up and he crumbles and he tries to get is it like the necklace or something of his daughter yeah. and he, he can't pick it up he can't become solid enough to pick it up and it's just heartbreaking 
um, and beautiful and kind of triumphant all at all at once. So there I, you go. Yeah, I forgot about that scene. That is a cool scene. Yeah. <laughs> love that. I love that moment. Um, number four, I'm going to go Vulture as well. Michael Keaton. The okay. reveal was really great. He um, sad we didn't get the Ben Kingsley or John Malkovich version that was going to be in Spider-Man 4 because those guys look like the Vulture, but Keaton did a phenomenal job. Keaton is great. Um, Keaton's great. Never thought we'd have such a cool Vulture in a movie. Because um, you know what the Vulture looks like in the comics, right? Cut, like legit like a vulture right like or he has like a yeah like nose and yeah yeah bald guy with beak nose but he wears this like green unitard with like feathers around his neck and like wings and he like yeah. <laughs> literally like flies and like he kind of looks like michael keaton and birdman oh okay actually yeah, yeah. um <laughs> number three i'm gonna go kingpin from into the spider-verse oh okay um Another movie where, yes, they have a ton of characters, uh, but they give every single one their due. And that yeah. includes Kingpin. You know, he's, it's been a while since I've seen the movie, um, but I believe he's created this multiverse or, you know, opened the portal or whatever to the multiverse to get his wife back. Isn't that? Yeah, his thing? like his family back. Yeah. His family back. Yeah. So, you know, even they give uh, fucking Kingpin some humanity, yeah. which is beautiful. Great. You know, because they still make him brutal. He still beats uh, the Chris Pine Spider-Man to death with his bare hands. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, but you still feel some. You know, I, I love what they've been doing with Kingpin. You know, especially in. Uh, oh, dude! Yeah, the, uh, Daredevil. Yeah. Netflix Daredevil. Um. Number two, Green Goblin, for all the reasons that you mentioned, Willem Dafoe plays him to campy perfection uh he's fantastic he's so good um and so expressive with his voice with his eyes with his physicality um it it would be funny if he wasn't so scary you know what i mean because he really is frightening he is frightening man that um, face when he makes that yeah. that that specific face for it man that's why uh Whenever I see him in other movies, sometimes I can't like unforget that face. Yeah, I mean he's, he's great. Brutal. He's great. I mean, I, you know, I, like I think Lighthouse was like probably the last movie I saw of his. Same, yeah. But he was so he should have been nominated for Lighthouse. Yeah, and he was kind he of really terrifying in that movie to some degree. But oh uh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, number one we share Doc Ock. I mean, yeah, he has so much humanity. Um. I always think about that moment at the end of the movie um, where he's like, remember what you taught me? Intelligence is a gift. Um, and he's like, yes, to be used for good or, you know, whatever. It's like, it's such a, I love what <laughs> Alfred Molina did with that character. I really love what they did with that character because yeah, in the comics, he's just kind of a mad scientist if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. Dude. Yeah, we're we have such high hopes now for this movie. <laughs> I don't, but I'm I'm glad that you do. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, I have high hopes as far as like, man, I just hope they just do this character right. If he's ever gonna exist anywhere else in the in the movies, 
Um, I do hope they do they give him his his due, as they say. So I hope so too. We shall see. We shall see. We shall see. Um, sorry. Um, <laughs> Jonathan, do you have anything that you would like to share with our dear, sweet, lovely, imaginary audience this week? Uh, not much, but uh, I did. Uh, my production group, the Sonic Riders, just put up a website, a uh, live oh, hey. website. So check it out. Uh, the Sonic As Riders. As opposed to a dead website. So it's a blank website with nothing on it. Uh, yeah, we got uh, uh, some photos done too recently, and that was kind of like the last thing we were waiting for before we kind of build a site. And uh, nice. our, my, my good friend Daniel uh, Hinckley uh, did the photos for us. He's one of my coworkers, or uh, I don't work with him anymore, but uh, ex coworker. But yeah, Daniel is a great Former. photographer. Um, his, uh, I guess his Instagram is Daniel Captures Moments. I think that's the his tag. I'll, I'll uh, obviously. When we uh, post this episode on Friday, um, we'll have that in there too. But yeah, check it out. We're super excited. Like, um, you know, Maddie and I have been obviously producing a lot of music this year. And one of our goals uh, this year was to um, LLC, like actually have the Sonic Riders LLC. And we did that and uh, do a photo shoot of some sort so we can get at least something that has our faces in it. And, and also build a website and have like kind of our music live there and and just kind of have you know stuff about you know us and as you know bios and all you know all that kind of stuff but um but yeah i'm uh it's cool that like it's a real thing now and like you know i think that's uh, i've been trying to like follow through on just like all this stuff i've been like okay i need to you know we made this you know we're gonna build a website do all this stuff and we did it so it's like oh it's super cool now it's up there um so check it out the sonicwriters.com finally got the the uh the uh web website um domain figured out too so it's all up there um other than that that's kind of it yeah wonderful yeah yeah joey do you have anything to share this week i do um first off discovered a brand new show uh thanks to being in a hotel room in tahoe nice um it's called it's on tlc it's called i love a mama's boy <laughs> oh man. And okay, what's this yeah, about? It's it's a trashy reality show. All right. Um you know that I'm very good at finding those. Um and it's basically about it it follows like four couples. Um one you but the problem with all the relationships is the moms are overbearing. Oh, um, I see. And the sons are mama's boys. They just they have to the creepily close relationships with the mothers. Okay. Um, so like one family is uh, engaged and they have a daughter, but the mom is like running the wedding and like making her son, she's picking the venue in a city the, the wife doesn't want and like picking up the husband's clothes and like, whoa, whoa, just being too much. Yeah. Trying yeah. to pick out the, the, the wedding dress. It's like awful. Another, um, the mom is from Afghanistan and she refuses to let the son date anyone who's not Afghani. And he has a Korean girlfriend and like the mom oh, is man. just brutal, brutal to this girl. Um, wow. Another, this, this uh, one couple, I do believe that the guy is absolutely like gay, but doesn't know it yet. Um, mm-hmm. And he has a very close relationship with his mom. They drink sleepy, tea, sleepy time tea every night. 
um, and they had him and his girlfriend had their own apartment, but um, it burned down. So they're living with the mom and the mom. Oh man. Like we'll, we'll take the son. The son is like, yeah, you know, our intimacy issues. And like the mom takes him to buy lingerie for the, for the girlfriend. What? But then buys the same stuff and like parades around the house. It's, it's awful <laughs> it's anyway um okay. i think there's another boring couple on there but dude. i highly recommend yeah. highly recommend that sounds yeah. like a fun time dude <laughs> yeah the other quick thing i just want to say i want to give a shout out uh to board side i had a short story published uh in a little zine Yo. in the sunset okay yeah uh board side b zero yo okay oh okay Um, i see but i had a yeah i had a little short story named uh titled shadow boxed um dude i'm in print yeah yo that's awesome man wrote wrote that on my typewriter um but yeah (laughs) so excited about that heck yeah dude that's awesome got some got some publishing right there man that's cool yeah awesome Shit, that's so cool, that's man. It's a short story, but yeah, it's... <laughs> well, it's just, it's cool to have, like, you know, your stuff out there, man. And um, you've shown me a few projects, I think, that... I do hope you, you, you uh, the, the the poetry project that you were, you were showing me. I need to get back on that. I need to really put a oh, gun man. to my head and do that. Dude, honestly... Not a gun uh, to my head. That sounds terrible. Sorry, <laughs> I don't mean like that. No, honestly, I think that uh, when you showed it to me, I was like, wow, this is this is awesome man i mean being able like i think you can really put that together and 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 put it out there um but it's always a process right you know trying to figure out you know what to do with it and um i'm trying to release my own music this year too so um your own what you cut out oh i'm trying to release my like my own personal music this year and then of course alongside with with blind issues as well you know we got some we got some goals to hit this year so um but do. I don't know. That's I feel like that's like the thing this year. It's like just get stuff out there. Why not? So um, yeah. But yeah, dude, that's awesome, man. Hell yeah, man! Congrats on right the, on on the uh, on the. Is it, is it, is it a, a magazine? You said or is it magazine? A little a little little zine. Zine, you know. zine. Okay. Yeah. That's cool, yeah. man. Board yeah. set. Yeah, I gotta remember the zero. Yeah. I'll follow, I'll follow those guys on Instagram. I'm in issue three. But nice. Yeah. So there we go. There we go. Um, Jonathan, I have a, I have another question for you. Yes. If you've got time. Yes. What's up? Where can we find more of your work on the internet this week? Oh, uh, you guys can find me on Instagram at Sean Day Music. I hesitated for a second on why. Um, and with, in light of me uh, with uh, SonicWriters.com launching, I actually revamped my website again since I have new photos and stuff now. Um, so yeah, you can check my website out, shondaymusic.net. Net. Net, net. Net, net, I'm very happy with it. It looks a lot better than my last one. So I'm going to check that out. It's honestly, dude, websites, you just, it's, it's all about the, the, uh, the stuff, the, you just need stuff to put on it. And if you don't have it's photos true. and, you know, text and whatever, then it's just an empty website. So I'm glad I'm really, ha- again, thank you, Daniel, you know, my, uh, um, I think on Twitch he's actually the Vault Hunter 42. He followed us a few days ago, um, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Photos look great, and I'm really excited just to have like you know just a place where I can put my my portfolio and stuff, and um, and I want to put more like music up there. I, I definitely want to have some uh, 
like music players because I, I used to have my site like that. So I'll maybe I'll put you know when we release the Blind Issues singles, have them like on a little player when you uh, visit the site. So very nice. Still in progress, but uh, check it out if you guys can. Yeah. It looks good, man. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um. Yeah. Joey, where can we find you? You can check me out on my website. Uh, or I'm sorry. Hold on. Hold on. A truck was passing by. He distracted me. <laughs> okay. You can check me out on Instagram and Twitter at Joey Prodi and on my website, joeyproddy.com. You can check out the show at Top 5 Pod. That's T-O-P-F-I-V-E 5 P-O-D on Instagram, on Twitter at gmail.com, on YouTube, on Apple Music, SoundCloud, Anchor, Spotify, all the good stuff. We're on Facebook, Top 5 Podcast. Please give us a like, give us a listen, give us a follow, give us your love, and we will give you all the webtastic love in return, y'all. Whip, whip, whip. Until next time, I'm Joy Prime. And I'm Sean Day. Thanks, Thanks for listening. TNT.